Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, I'm Joey Wright, and welcome to Extra Prep, the News Gazette's weekly high school sports podcast. This week, we ventured out to Catlin to catch up with the Salt Fork Storm, both the girls' and boys' teams. Made some time for us on a Thursday morning. We appreciate their time and hospitality, and Salt Fork fans have had a lot to cheer for so far in the 2022-23 season. The girls' team just captured the Vermilion County Tournament, and the boys' team is 20-2 to start the campaign. Everything is going right for the Storm right now. We'll talk on the girls' side of things with head coach Brian Russell and a trio of Storm players, Carly Kane, Macy Russell, and Alexa Jamison, who just scored her 1,000th point. On the boys' side, it's Blake Hetzmanberger, Blake Norton, and Garrett Taylor. That and much more coming up on Extra Prep. You won't want to miss it. Stay with us. Easy and access and awesome in content describes the News Gazette app, the one and only app you will need when it comes to your local news and events. The News Gazette mobile app delivers breaking news 24-7, comprehensive high school sports coverage, Tom Kasich's mailbag, and yes, even the obituaries. For only 40 cents per day, the News Gazette mobile app is a no-brainer. Please go to news-gazette.com and click on the word subscribe in the banner. Order the News Gazette mobile app today. Hello and welcome to Extra Prep, the News Gazette's weekly high school sports podcast. I'm Joey Wright along with sports editor Matt Daniels. And Matt, we are venturing out to Catlin this week, a a doubleheader, if you will. We're going to talk all things Salt Fork with the Storms boys and girls basketball programs. Both programs enjoying a lot of success as we start to uh, bring the the postseason into clear view. Yeah, they're uh, looking forward to to hearing what uh, both programs have to to say. Uh, They've, uh, like you said, Joey, had immense amount of success, especially in January. The Salt Fork girls basketball team's coming off a Vermilion County tournament title, and uh, the boys' team hit 20 wins the other night uh, with a a four-point win at Westville and got a big game Friday night up at Iroquois West and arguably probably the top game in in our coverage area uh, this Friday night. So just eager to hear what... Brian Russell and, and some of his players on the Salt Fork girls basketball team have to say, along with uh, Andrew Johnson, the, the Salt Fork boys coach, and a trio of his players as well. And uh, small school basketball is uh, alive and well in, in Catlin, and, and they're having success on the court, and that's translating to other areas as well. There's just kind of a buzz right now about what the Storm are, are accomplishing and uh, eager to kind of hear from firsthand from the participants involved uh, about what's, uh, what's kind of been the key to success this winter for, for Salt Fork. Salt Fork High School is a buzz for good reason. A lot of good things going on in Catlin. This is a doubleheader. We'll have an interview with the girls' team first. Boys' team to follow. Both those interviews run about 20 minutes. A lot of good stuff that you'll learn about both programs. We'll go to the girls' team first. That's head coach Brian Russell along with Macy Russell, Alexa Jamison, and Carly Kane. Then the boys' team to follow. Head coach Andrew Johnson with the Blakes. Blake Norton, Blake Hetzmanberger. Hetzmanberger. Uh-huh. I can never. It's Hetzmanberger. Hetzmanberger. And not sunburnt Garrett Taylor. Yes, and he. Uh, we talk about that plenty. We do coming up. We do. He's uh, track season's not quite here yet. He doesn't have to worry about getting sunburned. I'm just glad Charles he didn't. To. We we talked to him earlier on Thursday morning as we record this on Thursday afternoon. And I'm just glad he didn't shot put me or discus throw me out of. Uh, Athletic Director Dustin D's office. He was a good sport about all of it, just like everyone was at Salt Fork. So uh, hopefully, hopefully our listeners enjoy the conversation as much as we uh, had fun over there in Catlin. We had a blast, 
As you listen to this, maybe you're a Salt Fork fan getting ready to go watch Garrett Taylor battle Cannon Leonard mm-hmm. in Gilman on uh, Friday night, the 27th of January. It's a nice hour, 15-minute drive or so from Catlin to Gilman, so this will fill up most of the drive. So yeah. there you go. And then you got some time left to play some music or something. Exactly. But, uh, look, we got you covered. We got you taken care of. <laughs> but as we start to belabor the point a little, let's throw it to the girls' team. After a quick break, you're listening to Extra Prep, the News Gazette's weekly high school sports podcast. Transfer Portal, NIL, Recruiting, covering University of Illinois Athletics has become a 24 hours a day, 365 days per year endeavor. It is as important as ever to be able to follow U of I Athletics. For just 17 cents per day, Illini HQ digital subscribers have access to U of I Athletics articles from Scott Ritchie, Matt Daniels, Bob Osmussen, Colin Likas, and of course, Lauren Tate. Please go to news-gazette.com and click on the word subscribe to sign up for an Illini HQ digital subscription today. Go Illini! Welcome back to Extra Prep, the News Gazette's weekly high school sports podcast. Joey Wright and Matt Daniels in Catlin this week. Uh, a Salt Fork doubleheader talking <laughs> with the girls and boys programs. Girls up first, joined by head coach Brian Russell, senior Carly Kane, sophomore Alexa Jamison, and junior Macy Russell. We've got all the classes covered and. <laughs> Coach, we'll start with you. Appreciate you guys making some time for us, fresh off of a Vermilion County tournament title. Well, first of all, we appreciate you guys coming and doing this, and uh, yeah, we look forward to spending some time with you. What uh, what's it, what's it been like this week after winning uh, a big? I'm sure you circle it on the calendar every year, county tournament. Uh, how has the school been filled with uh, you know slaps on the back? Way to go, guys! What's it been like this week at all, Coach? Well, first of all. Just uh, the girls and I both, you know, going through this, um, you know, the grind of the season. Uh, at, at this point in time, pretty tired. Everybody's tired. <laughs> um, but yeah, the the support of the community, the school, has been fantastic. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, every year we want to compete for county championship, and uh, fortunately, the last two years we've been able to win one, and mm-hmm. and the the support has been amazing. Shift over to Carly real quick. Uh, Carly, take us through what last Friday night was like winning a county title and, and what was a great atmosphere, too, over at DAC. I'm sure that kind of had to be one of the highlights of the season for you and, and your teammates so far. Yeah, um, especially, like, coming from last year, like, winning the county championship, we definitely had, like, a huge target on our back. And, like, the atmosphere, like, at DAC especially was a lot different than the arena mm-hmm. normally. But I feel like we all had fun. Like, the environment there was just amazing. And we just we went there to win, and we, that's what we did. How did you guys celebrate last Friday night? Oh. <laughs> um, well, after the win, we all went into the locker room. We always clap it up after a win. Mm-hmm. And especially on Friday, we, we, um, we had all of our water bottles, like, ready to whenever Coach Russell and – KK and Logan came in. We just poured all the water on all of them <laughs> and all over us. It was just a, it was a really good experience. Yeah, ice was everywhere in that locker room. <laughs> gotcha. Alexa, kind of a, a cool moment for you. Not kind of a cool moment, a cool moment for you during the championship game uh, against Armstrong Potomac. You score your 1,000th career point. Uh, of course, only a sophomore. You're off to a great start in your high school career. But what was it like to pass that milestone, get number 1,000 uh, to go through the hoop? Uh, it was definitely a goal of mine to get on the list with my mom, especially here. But I was really happy that I got to experience with my community mm-hmm. and my teammates and my coaches. It was a really cool thing to do. Was, was that something you set off as a goal when you came into high school? Hey, I want to get to 1,000 points, and I'm sure you didn't realize, hey, I'm going to get to it as a sophomore. Uh, yeah, it was definitely a thing I thought about. And, yeah, I try not to think about it a lot. I just like to let things happen, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it was really cool to let it happen in the championship game. Mm-hmm. Macy, is uh, Alexa kind of the definition of a humble superstar? <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> what What is it about her that makes her such a dynamic personality on the court, but she seems um, pretty reserved off the court a little bit? Yeah, she keeps a really level head, and she just goes out and plays her game. Mm-hmm. She's never really cocky, like, mm-hmm. and she's very talented, so mm-hmm. that helps, but her just... Being a teammate, always. 
Uh, Coach, what uh, for those that haven't seen Alexa play, just how would you just describe her game at all? I would say with her game, uh, multifacet. Mm -hmm. She can um, put the ball on the floor. She can shoot from the outside. She plays good defense. Uh, and with the help of her teammates, she's been able to do a lot of good things um, being a sophomore. Uh, but as she said, you know, it's it's about the team and trying to get us to where we want to be, and that's moving forward, get into a conference championship, and then mm -hmm. hopefully a regional championship mm -hmm. coming up. You mentioned Alexa being a key part of where you guys want to be. Uh, in the last month, you guys have really turned it on. Uh, what was it, seven and six? Seven and six, seven and six about year, a month yeah. ago, and uh, now 15 and seven. You guys have had a great month. Just What's that turnaround, if you want to call it a turnaround, <laughs> been like um, as you guys have kind of found your footing and, and gotten going? It's all coaching, right, Brian? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, we've played a really tough schedule. Uh, we played Paris. Mm -hmm. We played Benton Central. Uh, we played Tri-County. So we, we've had a lot of good teams on the schedule. Um, I think just finding our footing uh, on the defensive end has allowed us to convert that into offense. And so I think doing that uh, a little more consistently has allowed us to have this little run. Carly, take us back to maybe when you were a, a freshman uh, what was kind of your mindset like? What did you know about Salt Fork basketball? And what has that experience been like throughout your high school career? I honestly didn't know that much about <laughs> Salt Fork basketball. <laughs> I just came here to play, and I was excited to be with a group of girls that um, were there. Mm -hmm. um, I think, like, I don't know. <laughs> how has it, I mean, it maybe how has your perception of the program changed as you've kind of gone about uh, playing I your think, entire high school career? Um, being a freshman, like the environment has changed, like getting, being a, as mm -hmm. a senior now and like the seniors, like coming from me, I would say are like, we, we um, we're more of like a family with the mm -hmm. freshmen instead of like tearing them down, I mm -hmm. would say. Like, we just bring them up. Like, we don't look at them really as freshmen. Mm -hmm. We just look at them as teammates and as friends and family. <laughs> Alexa, what was it like for you uh, as a freshman? Were you nervous beyond belief coming into this program, entering high school? Were you confident you'd have an impact right away as a freshman? Now, take us back. What was your mindset like when you got um, into high school? Over the summer, I was, like, really nervous. <laughs> <laughs> My eighth year was cut short, so I was... Mm -hmm. Not really knowing what to expect. Mm -hmm. I knew it was going to be a different ball game mm -hmm. coming from junior high. But all the girls were really accepting mm -hmm. and made me feel a part of the group. Mm -hmm. Macy, uh, in general, what's it like being an athlete here at Salt Fork? I know we've got a, a trio of multi-sport athletes. I think you, Macy plays about 12 sports. Yeah, something <laughs> like all of them that they offer. Five-sport athlete, right? Uh, uh, what, and, and you walk outside, you know, we were coming into the school and you see signs outside the school that say, you know, small storm school, country, storm country, <laughs> you know, small school, big heart. Yes. What's it like to, to put on the white and black? Um, one thing that I would say our community is very good at is supporting each other and throughout like all sports. And because we all we are a small school, multiple athletes do multiple sports. So everyone knows everyone. And you're always you always see the signs. That's mainly like maybe the moms people there's people supporting you left and right and it's just great to have that like family atmosphere and throughout every sport guys and girls brian uh what's it been like obviously your older daughter mackenzie came through the program now macy's here what's it been like to be able to coach them at all and uh, we can go to macy after you as well do you call him dad or coach on the court <laughs> um you know obviously i think you know they'll say i'm probably harder on them than <laughs> anybody else uh, but uh no it, it it's an honor and a privilege to be able to coach both them along with all the girls. Mm -hmm. um, as I've told these girls all along, it's not about me, it's about them. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I want them to be successful um, because I know what it feels like to be successful. Mm -hmm. And I don't want them to, I, I don't want to live my life through them. I want them to live their own lives. Mm -hmm. And so... That that's how I've tried to coach both my daughters and then mm -hmm. all the girls, mm -hmm. because you know they'll go out from here and have the memories forever. Mm -hmm. And you know this senior class right now they were freshmen when we won our regional and our sectional, mm -hmm. um, and now 
they've been able to win back-to-back counties. Mm -hmm. So now hopefully with this senior class, we could say, hey, you won two regionals Mm -hmm. and two sectionals. So that's the ultimate goal. But um, as far as coaching my own daughters, it's it's definitely an, an honor and a privilege. Macy, do you call him coach or dad on the court? <laughs> um, I I think I more call him dad. Okay. We all <laughs> we all kind of have a nickname for him though. B Russ. Everyone okay. calls him B Russ, okay. and I don't normally call him that, but. Okay. Fair yeah, enough. it's more dad. Well, you mentioned B. Russ, and <laughs> Coach, I know you, you mentioned uh, it's not about you, but I, I've got to ask uh, Brad Russell, the other B. Russ, at Georgetown Rich <laughs> Farms. That's right. Yeah, he's had a lot of success this season, kind of keying a turnaround of that program. And, Macy, you can jump in, too, what it's like to play against your uncle. But what's it like to coach against your brother? I know you guys played a, a defensive battle in the semifinal. It's a nice high score in 2016-16. Well, we talked a lot together um you know we we talk about uh who we're playing who we're going to be playing against and we kind of give each other uh ideas and stuff like that so it, it, it is it's cool uh to be able to to coach against him and and see his program grow because uh, i know the growing pains that he's had mm-hmm. over the last several years so to see them be this successful um it it makes family get-togethers a whole lot nicer <laughs> um, but no I, I'm I'm proud of him and you know we always are on the phone um, Macy can attest to this we're probably on the phone at, you know two or three times a week talking about different things which is kind of cool because um, you know we can throw each ideas off each other and and see what what works and but when it comes to each other you know that that uh, 24 to 48 hours leading up to the game you know, we don't talk, and then afterwards we talk. So uh, that it's cool. But, you know, we have an opportunity. We might see him again in the regional. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens here in the next couple of weeks. It's probably a little easier to make that phone call after a big win, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, actually, after, after the game, you know, he did his thing, I did my thing, and um, I don't remember who was playing the 8 o'clock game, but uh, we kind of – took probably 15, 20 minutes, and then we ended up sitting in the stands together watching the game, uh, strategizing against the, <laughs> the next game. So, you know, but it took us a little bit because I knew he was, you know, he wanted to win, I wanted to win. And, uh, but about 20, 25 minutes later, we were back talking to each other, <laughs> trying to come up with game plans. All right, Carly, uh, you guys obviously have some long bus rides in the Vermilion Valley oh, Conference yes. going to <laughs> places like Watsika and – Iroquois West and uh, everywhere in between. Uh, what are the bus rides like before the games? And what are the bus rides like after a big win? Um, before the games, I think, like, we're just trying to get our energy, like, still, like, up and, like, be ready for that game instead of being all tired getting off the bus. Um, I would say our bus rides are pretty fun. <laughs> we, no- we normally don't ride the bus back. Yeah, okay, we normally don't, don't ride, ride the bus, the bus back. back. Okay, okay. But our bus rides there are pretty fun. We okay. always have a blast. You always hear us laughing. Like sometimes we have music, sometimes we don't. It just okay. depends on how we're feeling. But who's, who's the DJ on the bus? Shelby, Shelby, Shelby McGee. Okay, gotcha. she's the one. <laughs> what What's her playlist like? Um, it kind of just goes everywhere. Like okay. there's some rap in there. We need a song. Go to yeah, okay. we always just feel like, hey, Shelby, where's your phone? <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. All right, uh, back to coach real quick. This is another hard hitting question here on the podcast. I gotta ask of all the area coaches we cover in the News Gazette area. I have to say, Brian, that you have one of the more distinctive game day attires with the <laughs> basketball tie. <laughs> Give us the backstory of that tie and how it came to be. Uh, basically, it's kind of turned into a championship tie. Okay. So, um, uh, actually, if I'm not mistaken, it was a gift from my wife. Okay. So Smart um, man. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's just kind of uh, evolved into that. Um, Wharton. Uh, my first championship game that I was in, and, mm-hmm. and we won that, so it just kind of evolved from that. <laughs> okay. And then Coach KK has her championship boots, so okay. it's kind of evolved into that. It's like Tiger's Sunday Red. Yeah, there you, you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be right. Macy, are you a fan of the basketball tie? I think it's fine. Okay, you're good with it? Okay. It's a sharp look. I, I think I complimented you on it uh, after the title game. I was like, it was the tie, wasn't it? So, uh, Carly, I want to go back to you. Uh, obviously, the lone senior in this group. Uh, when you get set to 
walk across the stage in, in May. I know we've got a little bit of time, uh, but as the season winds down and, and you move through the – you play a spring sport, are you? Yeah, softball. Softball. There we go. I know we've got a bunch of multi-sport <laughs> athletes here. As you wind down basketball season, move through softball season, and then walk across the stage, what are some memories and things you'll look back on? I guess what will you miss most about being a, a storm athlete? Um, Definitely, like, the support I get from everyone and, like, them being a family towards me. Um, it's very loving, like you feel very loved like with, with this community and like the team and everything like that. So I'll definitely miss the support and like knowing that they're there for me, even though after I graduate, I n- know that they'll still be there for me. Mm-hmm. But um, just seeing them every day, I feel like Definitely. I won't get to see them that often, which kind of is, is sad, but mm-hmm. I'll definitely miss them all. <laughs> all right, Alexa, you're not a uh, imposing post presence down there. You can't. You're not like six three and you just catch and turn right to the basket or anything. Uh, how do you navigate your, yourself on the court? How do you think you're able to use your size to maybe your advantage to, you know, fill up the stat sheet and score all those points at all? Um. Well, definitely, I'm not blessed with height. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um Definitely using, like, my teammates, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's definitely, like, their help mm-hmm. along with mine, I guess. Yeah. Um, our plays, I guess, mm-hmm. would help a lot. And how, how have you noticed this year, maybe compared to last year at all, just have, have teams treated you differently, guarded you differently, thrown double, triple, quadruple teams at you? How have you, how have you handled that at all? I've pretty much seen a lot of stuff, <laughs> and coming into this year, I was expecting that, and mm-hmm. I knew that it was going to be harder mm-hmm. on me and our team, and I think... It just kind of gone that way, and you've just adapted to it at all? Yes. Brian, what would you say kind of her strength on the court? Is it, is it shooting? Is it driving to the basket? Is it you know getting to the free throw line? I mean, she has to have all those attributes to be a prolific scorer like she is already, though. Her court awareness mm-hmm. is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's able to see the court. She's made some really good passes to her teammates this year. Um, but she has a knack to find open areas. Mm-hmm. Um, but she she does a really good job of taking her defense and converting it to offense. Mm-hmm. And so with the help of her teammates on the defensive end, we're able to run a little bit more this year. Mm-hmm. That's been able to get her some open looks. But mm-hmm. yeah, she's right. She's. We've seen some interesting defenses. Uh, we've seen a triangle and two, mm-hmm. box and one. Um, we even saw basically a a diamond and one mm-hmm. that was almost like a one three one with a chaser on her. So um, we've seen a lot and. Um, all the girls have had to adapt, and they've done a really good job. Is that something you have to going into the season? You kind of you're expecting to see those gimmick defenses at all. Is that something you work on in practice, or is that something that you have to adjust after seeing it in a game, or just on the fly in the game, and then address it at practice? You know, maybe it's, later. At all? It's a combination of mm-hmm. all of the above. Yeah. Um, you you kind of know that you're going to see it, um, but until you see it in a game, mm-hmm. you really don't know exactly how each team is going to do it. So. Um, you know, talking about the defensive game with Georgetown, you know, they, they threw the box and one on mm-hmm. us, and that was the really first time that we've seen the box and one. Mm-hmm. Were you and like, thanks, brother? So, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it helps to see, it helps to see that situation and allow the girls to see it because mm-hmm. uh, we practice it, but practicing it's different than actually mm-hmm. in a game. Yeah, and sure. so I think that definitely helped. Macy, I want to go to you, and then we'll go down the line with this question. Same one to each of you. When you guys look at your high school careers to date, I know you're all at different points, but what's your favorite game so far? I know you guys have been in no shortage of big ones. Oh, so favorite game? Um, right off the top of your head. Okay, yeah. Well, <laughs> now Alexa and Carly have some time to think yep. about this. So. Although, okay. We had to go to our high school uh, confidential yeah, exactly. correspondent first. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, this one I didn't really plan, but it was very memorable to me because of my sister. The okay. Watsika game here, okay. her senior year. Okay. They, it was the, um, it was tied, so we mm-hmm. had two overtimes, and I actually broke my wrist in the <laughs> JV game. Okay. And I was over on the bench, and I 
that was the most my favorite game to cheer for okay. because of, it was just so exciting. And there's like clips of me. I look so silly. Like I was jumping in my wrist. I couldn't clap. So I was like banging on the bleachers with my feet. But I remember that game, and that was was that the last game to be where they're undefeated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it was COVID year, yeah. so mm-hmm. you didn't have anything That's after. Right. It was mm-hmm. the last game. Yeah. We knew it was the last game, and they pulled out the win. Mm-hmm. So that was great. Cheering right. through the pain. I've yeah. got to yeah. broke your wrist, and then you were still on the bench. Yes. <laughs> All right, Alexa, you've had about 30 seconds to think of one. Um, I would probably say the Cisna Park game okay. here this year. It was Don Echo Night. Mm-hmm. So a lot of, like, the past Salt Fork mm-hmm. players and alumni were here, and she was there, and it was, like, a packed house. There was a lot of people here. Mm-hmm. And I think we all – like played really well mm-hmm. in that environment and it was a really fun and hard working win mm-hmm. for all, all of us. All right, Carly. You've had time to fester on this <laughs> one for a while now. Um, I would probably say anytime we play Armstrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like it's always like your blood is always like rushing like you want to beat this team cuz mm-hmm. we've played them like so many times. Like mm-hmm. it's just always it's such a competitive team. Like it it's always um, it's very physical, <laughs> but we always we always like make it through. We always get mm-hmm. we always win. But it's I would probably say Armstrong because we that's just the team we always want to mm-hmm. beat, and it's probably our biggest rivalry. Rivalry. Mm-hmm. Rivalry. rivalry. <laughs> say that five times fast. <laughs> but yeah, probably Armstrong. <laughs> Final question to Brian before I let you guys get back to you know being students. During the day, I'm sure you guys would love to stay here all day and talk and not go to <laughs> class, but that's not like you guys. You guys are higher achievers on the basketball court and in the classroom. Brian, for those that don't see Vermilion County basketball all that much, and you've obviously grown up in it, you've played in it, you've coached in it for most of your life, how would you describe what Vermilion County basketball is like? To me, it's just a gritty, hard nose, get after it. I know what they're going to do. Go try and beat them. You're 100% right. Uh, you are. You're 100% right. Uh, every coach, uh, boys and girls, mm-hmm. uh, do a great job scouting uh, their game planning. Uh, so when you go into a game, you know uh, you're going to just have to out-execute. Your team's going to have to out-execute mm-hmm. the other team. And um, so you know, each team in, in Vermilion County has their own little uh, neat things that they do mm-hmm. different than anybody else. And so it's there's a lot of um, hard-nosed basketball, mm-hmm. get after it. If you're not ready to play, mm-hmm. anybody can beat anybody on any given day. Yeah, gotcha. I think we'll break it down there. Uh, yeah. appreciate all you guys' time joining us. Uh, a trio of Salt Fork Storm players, senior in Carly Kane, a sophomore in Alexa Jamison, and a junior in Macy Russell, head coach Brian Russell here as well. Best of luck going forward, guys, and appreciate your time today. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. For an unprecedented seven years in a row, the News Gazette has been named the state's best newspaper. Nobody covers all the area communities like News Gazette, our county section. Adding a News Gazette subscription is easy. For less than $1 per day, no other media outlet gives you award-winning, in-depth coverage of local news and sports. Please go to news-gazette.com and click on the word subscribe in the banner. Order a News Gazette print subscription today. Welcome back to Extra Prep, the News Gazette's weekly high school sports podcast in Catlin for a doubleheader this week. Just talked with the Storm girls basketball team, and now we've got a trio of boys players, Garrett Taylor, Blake Norton, and Blake Hetzmanberger. And Coach Andrew Johnson is here as well. Coach, you've got the mic. Appreciate you guys making some time with us on your Thursday morning. I appreciate you having you guys. Got a lot to live up to after Brian Russell and the trio came here and they, gave, gave the lowdown on Did on they the really, storm. like, you know... They got after set, it. Set a tone. Yeah, and, yeah I think okay. so. I All think right. so. Right. Um, we'll do our it's best. A high bar. <laughs> we'll do our best. Coach, you guys are having a great season here. Uh, Twenty and two. A uh, win Tuesday night at Westville. Big game Friday night at, at Iroquois West. Just kind of give us a give us a rundown of, of how the season's gone for you, and uh, you know what uh, what's still to come this this season for the Storm. Well, um, I think it begins and ends uh, with the players, and specifically the the seniors mm-hmm. uh, that are with us right now. Uh, great leadership ton of experience these guys have been playing a ton of varsity basketball i know they're you know 
sophomore year, COVID season was mm-hmm. short, uh, but they were infused uh, right away just based on necessity and also based on talent level. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's it's easy to talk about you know your scheme and what you're doing this, that, and the other. You know, you got talented kids that work hard, that play of a collective mind and 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 play with um, an unselfishness. Mm-hmm. Boy, it makes it makes coaching pretty easy, mm-hmm. and so uh, we're very blessed to have the, the the kids that we have here in this program. Uh, Blake Norton, we'll go to you. Uh, you of the instant social media fame here this <laughs> this last week with your eighty foot heave in the title game Saturday night against Bismarck, Kenny, and Rossville, Alvin. Um, have you gotten autograph requests for? Uh, I have all? not. I've gotten a lot of good <laughs> jobs. And are you the guy who made that shot? <laughs> <laughs> uh, go to Blake Hetzmanberger. What was that like seeing your teammate? basically throw a baseball pass and make it it was just crazy he, <laughs> i just saw him throw and i was like oh it's gonna be like any other time where it just goes off the backboard or doesn't even hit anything mm-hmm. and then it went in i was shocked mm-hmm. it was brought a lot of energy to the game after that gotcha. uh, andrew is that something uh, i talked with blake on the phone the other day about that uh, an article online right now at newsgazette.com if anyone wants to relive it but he mentioned he, he works on that in practice a little bit uh, <laughs> has that become a regular part of the, the practice rotation maybe working on the 80 footers this week i wouldn't say that we've created a <laughs> drill for that uh it's more of like uh coach may not be looking right now and so i'm gonna get this in real quick or uh you know I'm sure during PE times, there's probably opportunities <laughs> to really work that kind of stuff. But I'll be honest, like there's a lot of, um, you know, college programs that they, mm-hmm. they'll set aside five minutes, yeah. you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and work on that stuff because, you know, there's times where that stuff pops up. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I like to attribute his baseball arm yeah, to, to making that thing happen there. Garrett, uh, did you guys have a, a feeling going into this season that this type of group could could have a special season? And what's it been like so far to have so much so much success like you guys are having? I mean, at the beginning, we knew like we had the people like we knew that everyone wanted to work hard. Like with the group, when I took a first look at it, like all the people we had back and the new people we had coming, I knew if like we got on them early that they'd actually start to work hard. And you know, it's been nice to have such a good season to start. And it's really fun just being around everybody every day. Mm-hmm. So. What are the hallways like, uh, you know, the day of a game here in, in Catlin? Is it a lot of, uh, you know, chest bumping, you know, high-fiving? You know, what's what's it like to get you guys, you know, on a Friday night or a Friday afternoon before a big Friday night game? I mean, it's, it's pretty relaxed. Okay. But once we get on the bus, we start to lock it in, and that's when we start to take everything really serious. And then throughout the warm-ups, that's when we start to really lock it in. Mm-hmm. So, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, Blake, uh Blake and Blake Norton will go to you. Uh, I, I know in, in that buzzer beater clip, uh, I've seen some folks pointing to the the score uh, five to four, uh, eight to four after he that's made just the shot. Vermillion but, County uh, basketball. Vermillion County basketball. But offensively, in, all, in almost every game, you guys have been at at least fifty points. So oftentimes more offensively, what makes this team go? Um, our defense really fuels our offense a lot of times, and uh, you know we like to get up in the passing mm-hmm. lanes and you know get some big steals and big blocks and push in transition. Uh, but sometimes you know rushing the ball isn't our forte. We like to you know work the ball, get the ball inside, mm-hmm. and you know if they're playing good defense and you know a lot not a lot of chaos is going on like that first quarter. It was just kind of you know not a lot of people were making their shots mm-hmm. and just kind of attributed to a low-scoring basketball yeah. game, especially mm-hmm. in the first quarter. It started to go up a little bit after that, but, yeah, that first quarter, if I didn't make that shot, it was 4-5. <laughs> to five, so. uh, Andrew, obviously Blake and, and Garrett are, are kind of your offensive of leaders. What makes them mesh so well offensively? And, and besides those two, who else has really kind of been key for you guys this season as well? Well, one thing I think that they have always done, and I can remember watching them in junior high, mm-hmm. Their ability on the offensive glass is, in a way, kind of unprecedented. So mm-hmm. sometimes, actually, a missed shot for us is really good offense <laughs> yeah, because uh-huh. these guys just, I mean, they, they kill it on the glass. They really do. And, and, and it gets us opportunities to get closer to the rim, get the other team in foul trouble at mm-hmm. times. But they just have that kind of killer instinct that, that scorers need to have of having good technique, mm-hmm. being under control, and then just – Using the assets like you know Garrett Taylor's size, Blake mm-hmm. Norton's strength, and and his uh, you know both of them have good hand-eye coordination, and so uh, those two guys have been uh, staples for us for the past three years. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. adding this year into that, um, 
but we've had other guys that have stepped up and had double-digit scorings. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. Tuesday night, Ty Smoot steps mm-hmm. up, scores 11 points for us uh, at Milford. Uh, a couple weeks ago, you know, Jameson Remley steps up, 18 mm-hmm. points. Uh, Evan Webb, you know, Hayden Chu, even Blake Hetz over here. I mean, they've, they've had times where they've found opportunities with low-volume shots mm-hmm. to still be really effective scores. And so um, it's always nice to have two go-tos, yeah. but we really do have a, a balanced attack in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. And, and I would also like to emphasize again that Sometimes a missed shot is something that's <laughs> good for us. It really is. Blake H., obviously you guys came into this season with expectations. You know, Coach mentioned you guys have been playing a lot of basketball, but is, has there been a point so far in this season, 20 wins, two losses, where things clicked, where maybe you realized this team, you know, we could be really good? Uh, I didn't get to play in the Tescola game because I was out with an injury, but mm-hmm. watching that game and how we, everyone else came together, mm-hmm. fought it out to the end, they just – got together there, stuck out the win, and that's really why I think our team clicked and we just kept going from there. Mm-hmm. Blake Norton, Garrett mentioned this a, a little bit ago, but uh, what are bus rides to away games like? And then if you guys are all on the bus rides home after games, what are they like after a, a big win at all? Um, we usually just ride the bus there. Okay. Uh, go our separate ways after. But, um, you know, it's just kind of cool, calm, and collective. You know, he's, we have – you know, coach, she says, uh, if your conver- if I can hear your conversation, it's too loud. So, you know, we all kind of sit in the back and we'll talk a little bit. We just have our, you know, scrolling through your earbuds and phones, phones gotcha. and just kind of getting in the zone. We don't really go out and we're not that type of team. Mm-hmm. We just, you know, who makes a bunch of noise. Who's, who's the hype guy on this team? Who's the one that gets everyone the hype r- riled up in uh, the locker room, ready to just burst out of the locker room door and run through the wall? Before it, the it just kind of depends tip? on, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people who one night will just step up and just, you know, time to get serious. You know, okay. I have some – Jameson Rimley will do it sometimes. You know, Ty Smoot, mm-hmm. some guys on the bench even. Uh, you know, Garrett and me, Hetz, you know, just okay. kind of – you know, people be joking around, you know, guys, time to lock in. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we gotcha. know what to do, and let's go out here and win and do the best we can. So, Garrett, how do you guys celebrate a big win, What's uh, what, especially at home? Well, Is there a go-to spot after a game well, that you can talk about? <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes we'll just, like, talk about the game. After with, like, them, we'll talk about it. But, yeah, we'll usually get sometimes after a big game we'll get a little rowdy. But after that, then it's back to work. You know, we stay serious most of the time. Garrett, who is the most serious personality on this this Salt Fork boys basketball team? Uh, I don't know. I mean, we do have some, you know, some rowdy guys on our team a little bit. But, you know, me, I think us three are probably the most serious when it comes to that aspect. Like, we're usually, you know, just trying to set the tone and let them know that, like, hey, it's not time to mess around right now. Mm -hmm. It's time to go. You know, we got to go and win. Who's, Who's the funniest on this team? He's uh, the prob- prankster, jokester. Probably Ty Smoot. Okay. <laughs> he, he, yeah, he's always joking around, but he knows when to lock it in. He knows when he sees us serious. He knows it's time to like lock it in and do what he needs to do. Obviously, a lot of multi-sport athletes here. Garrett played football, and you're a two-time state champion in uh, track and field. Uh, how does that help you on the basketball court? Well, I think uh, after my sophomore year, when I did win it, it was kind of like, oh, I can really like you know do something with mm-hmm. sports. And it really kind of put in my mind that, like, I can really go out there and do whatever I want. If I, like, put my mind to it, I can just kind of do whatever I want. And it was kind of a real, real uh, eye-opener for me. And it, mm-hmm. it really just helped me, like, get ready to go for the rest of my uh, high school sports. Just looking at all the sports you play, football, basketball, track and field, how do they – Please wear sunscreen at track and field. This year. <laughs> yeah. I, remember, I remember seeing photos of you last May at the state year. meet, and I <laughs> – Colin Likas and I were in the office, and we were really concerned what the next couple of days were going to be like yeah, for you. Yeah, it was awful. It was so bad. Yeah. Those are hot days for Does sure. Does that help you not wearing sunscreen? <laughs> well, I didn't want to, like, I didn't want to get any sunscreen on me for, like, my hands. But okay. then after that, I just proceeded to not put any on, which was stupid. I should have done something, but, okay. yeah, it was bad. All right, fair enough. Man, yeah. Change that this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but 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 looking at your the sports you play, do they, how do they help one one another? You know, what do you take from basketball that you apply to track and field or football? That if anything, well, I I definitely think for football and basketball, like my footwork, it really helps like be light on my feet, and then it kind of transfers over to track. You know, I gotta like spin and all that mm-hmm. stuff, so it does help with like my balance aspect a little bit, and it, they kind of just go hand in hand with each other. Andrew, what uh, for those that you know maybe 
haven't gone out and seen you guys play at all or, or seen you know some Vermilion County basketball before how would you just describe you know what a good Vermilion County basketball game is uh, like? here's the thing uh, I think we have one of the more competitive mm-hmm. areas just because of the uh, close proximity yeah. of these schools and so you know when you come and you watch Vermilion County uh, basketball you tend to see the rivalry stuff really come out of it. You know, the juice and the energy in the in the gyms are are really fun environments uh, that these kids feed off of. I mean, I I kind of started nicknaming the county tournament as you know it's your bragging rights tournament. Mm-hmm. You know, you win that thing, there's there's you know no doubt you're you're the best team in the county type mm-hmm. thing. And so um, the 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 basketball that's being played has just a high intensity level that's probably Mm. the best way to describe it it's not always the prettiest (laughs) but that's okay yeah because i mean it's hike up your shorts it's it's kind of it's kind of got some big 10 like Mm -hmm. you know your old school rivalry like illinois and indiana get together Mm -hmm. it ain't necessarily gonna be pretty (laughs) but it's gonna be fun and it's gonna have an intensity level that's uh get some floor burn oh yeah absolutely blake hetzmanberger what is a salt fork boys basketball practice like Mm, so we start off just with like the fundamentals, ball handling, mm-hmm. shooting, and then we get into our offense, running through different plays, what we'll go see the next game, mm-hmm. practice all that. Then we get into what might be my favorite drill is shell defense, okay. where we get to spoken like a Vermilion County basketball player, <laughs> where we just work on our defense, find out what the other team's going to be doing and mm-hmm. how how to stop it. Gotcha. Coach mentioned the the county tournament. Uh, Blake Norton will go to you. Uh, and I had never seen the county tournament at the Palmer Arena in downtown Danville, but seeing it at DAC this year, <clears throat> really cool atmosphere, especially in the title game. Packed house on both sides. Looked like DAC put a lot into it. You know, the scoreboard, they had some cool things uh, outside the gym as well. What was that atmosphere like to play in? Uh, it was great. Uh, yeah, the Civic Center, it was nice, but, you know, it was very, very cold, cold in there. <laughs> very cold. You know, depth perception was a little weird, you know, yeah. basketball court in the middle of an ice arena. But Dak did a great job putting it on. Uh, that scoreboard was really cool, you know, had all sorts of videos, social media presence online. You know, the Dak Media Day mm-hmm. took pictures of all of us. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. They did a great job of that. And, you know, that was a packed house that night it was a great atmosphere it was kind of cool everyone coming out to watch a good championship game on a Saturday night and uh yeah I mean it was a great job especially Dak again putting them on like mm-hmm. that you know taking it over first year they did a great job yeah. Andrew huge game for you guys uh Friday night you guys are gonna make the trip up north to, to Gilman to play Iroquois West uh, you guys are at 20 and 2 overall 6-0 in conference Iroquois West riding a 10-game win streak, 17-3 uh, overall, 7-0 and in conference. Obviously, Garrett's probably going to have his hands full with Cannon Leonard, nice 6-9. <laughs> Iowa football signee. Uh, take us into that matchup. Just that, I think that's arguably in our area, that's the biggest game this Friday night. And Just uh, what, what to expect uh, out, of, uh, out of that game. Well, you know, just uh, on our limited experiences uh, going to Gilman, uh, mm-hmm. even dating back to you know my past as a mm-hmm. player, um, I expect a hostile environment. <laughs> I, I don't expect us to be, you know, welcomed, <laughs> and I expect the gym to be, mm-hmm. you know, packed. Yeah. Uh, and it has a lot of. It's still a lot of conference season left, mm-hmm. but it has a lot of conference championship implications. Uh, and so, to be honest with you, uh, talking to multiple coaches and different people, like seeing some film and doing some scouts, like mm-hmm. it's we we match up with them and mm-hmm. they match. There's a lot of similarities, yeah. and so I'm not necessarily seeing a lot of contrasting styles uh but you are gonna definitely see some uh uh, interior play Mm -hmm. uh with the balance of inside and out and so it it will be a a big test for us and something that's really positive for us moving forward uh, when it comes playoff time to revert back to and Mm -hmm. and and know that we can go into a hostile territory and hopefully you know find a way friday Obviously, some big games still on your schedule. Obviously, starting Friday night at Erie West. Uh, get us third crack at, at Bismarck, uh, February 10th at their gym in Bismarck. Uh, I'm sure you won't have to motivate the players much for, for that game, having played them twice and, and two competitive close games. Uh, obviously, you guys came up on the wrong side of both of those, but uh, what's it going to be like seeing them for a, a third time before the postseason games? I, I'm sure they're tired of seeing us, <laughs> uh, and I'm sure that, you know, to a certain extent, we're kind of from a you know at least from a coaching side, like kind of tired of seeing them too. <laughs> but uh, um, you know, each game you ha- you never want to get 
too ahead of yourself. Mm-hmm. Each game is just so important, especially when you're trying to compete for a conference yeah. championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that game, you know, will have some conference championship implications mm-hmm. too at that point in time. Uh, and it's going to be a great environment because they've got a they got a little pink night uh, okay. cancer fundraiser going okay. on that we've participated here okay. with Salt Fork, so it's going to be very pink. Okay, uh, we'll right. see how friendly that pink's going to be uh, <laughs> when we get up there at that point in time. But you know, it's just exciting to be in this position. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kids have worked so hard, and they've put in such a, a collective effort. Uh, it's it's really really fun. I've told these kids multiple times how much I've just enjoyed this year, not because of the wins and losses, mm-hmm. but because of working with them every day and how great they have been because mm-hmm. i'll be honest i'm not the easiest guy to work for <laughs> segues in my next question uh blake norton what is it like to play for coach andrew johnson what's your from your first memories of him as a probably intimidated freshman to where you're at now what's that what's that been like at all? uh he's definitely someone who will make you compete mm-hmm. uh he'll really bring, after it on he'll, he'll bring out the best to you uh, i remember my freshman year we had some seniors that like to mess around a little bit uh he put them in their place a little bit so i'm like oh wow you know no no messing around with this guy you know it's it's not fifth grade ball anymore but no it's great he does i love our drills one of my favorite things is after we run in condition we get up our free throws and i think that's one of the better things for our team you mm-hmm. know still not shooting the best but you know, I think we'll come out on the better end of the free throw line here mm-hmm. in the next few games. Um, but, yeah, he brings out the best in you. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes you look around and you see teams jacking around in warm-ups, you know, mm-hmm. not really just trying to dunk and yeah. do all that stuff. You know, he's a great – he does a great job, but, you know, controlling the kids and, you know, get a good warm-up in mm-hmm. and no messing around at practice. So, yeah, it's really fun playing for him. So. Garrett, what was uh... – what was your first memory? Obviously, I'm sure your older brother maybe filled you in on what he was like uh, a little bit at all. Well, I, I yeah, freshman year, I was I was a little timid as a freshman. You know, <laughs> I was a little like she was scared in some places. But I remember uh, my brother. He made a mistake. I don't remember what it was, but he messed up. And you know, Johnson wanted to have it because you know he should have. I mean, it was his fault. But I remember I was like, oh, you know, I know what I like expect now. Like mm-hmm. I knew that, like how he was after that. But gotcha. he's a really good coach, you know. He really gets us all together. So, okay. yeah. Andrew, final question. We'll leave it with this. I know you guys got to go back to class and be students, student athletes, and everything like that. But trust uh, me, they're loving this. <laughs> <laughs> they could be here all day. Trust me. Uh, obviously, a lot of uh, I wouldn't say pressure but a lot of people remember what teams do in the postseason you know win regionals sectionals i'm sure that's a goal of your guys is to make a deep run in late february but still play, be playing into march too but something about you know vermilion county and the vermilion valley conference just how much would it mean though for you guys if conference championships almost seem diluted a little bit these days because there is so much expectation on you know hoisting a regional plaque but winning a conference championship i'm sure that'd be a a great accomplishment for you guys too. it would season. it really would um and it's not, you know, I kind of told the kids this after the county championship game, like, this is a nice thing to win, mm-hmm. but if you don't, it's not the end of the season. Yeah. And it's the same way with the, you know, uh, regular season conference champ- championship. And I, and I would agree mm-hmm. with that kind of dil- diluted idea, yeah. but we did change our conference schedule to where you just play everybody once mm-hmm. that's officially a conference game. And yeah. I think that's put a lot more weight mm-hmm. into the regular season Fair conference enough. champion. Mm-hmm. And so that's been some, a nice adjustment by our administration ADs and stuff like that, working that, uh, working that schedule out that way. But those things uh, I, I still place a, a, a good amount of value to mm-hmm. they're, they're nice resume chip on the shoulder, mm-hmm. you know, plaque, all those kinds of things that, that come along with it. Something when they're they just, come back for their class reunion. Yeah, th- there's just there's not a uh, there's not a be all end all to mm-hmm. it. So it's like, oh my gosh, we didn't win the conference. Like yeah. season's over. Like the beauty of postseason in basketball, like a lot of sports, basically everything besides mm-hmm. football is. Yeah. After that, you look at the rest. You know the games you did and said, hey guys, you know we just had twenty nine thirty practices. Mm-hmm. Now it's winter go home time, yeah, exactly. and so the finality of of those things. I think is what adds to the value of the postseason, mm-hmm. you know, regionals and sectionals yeah. and all that stuff. And so um, we're just r- trying right now to put ourselves in the best position uh, when it comes to seeding time and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then after that, it, it really doesn't matter because you play poorly and you don't show up, mm-hmm. you get beat, it's over. Yeah. There's there's no tomorrow to it. And so um, conference, county, those things yeah. are great. They are. They're, they're nice. Um, you know, T-shirts, patches, that kind of thing. <laughs> but I think our guys have known um, – you know, since we've been here uh, as a coaching staff, uh, that 
we put way more value mm-hmm. in in the postseason yeah. stuff because yeah, you, you're playing you know the schools that are in your class mm-hmm. you're playing for winter go home time mm-hmm. and hopefully find your way an opportunity to now get to get to champagne yeah. which would be which would be really really cool we'd love to see you guys there yeah, absolutely yeah i mean listen if <laughs> we can get a buy there i'll take it uh, yeah. but uh yeah like that's that's a neat experience that you know i know I wasn't here coaching but like for our our program to do that um mm-hmm. you know 10 12 years ago yeah that's exactly. that's pretty special yeah exactly for sure I do have one more quick hitter for each of our uh, players here, the Blakes and Garrett. Uh, I know we've got a trio of seniors. i got to ask, you know, as you start to wind down your career at Salt Fork, hopefully plenty of games left and throughout the spring seasons and whatnot. But when you walk across that stage in May, what are some memories, uh, key takeaways you'll have from, from playing for the Storm? We're in Storm Country. We're in Storm all. Country. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's plastered outside the school. Yep. Just like fighting through every single game and – Knowing no matter who we play, it's not going to be easy. We're going to have to play the highest we can, and it's not always going to be the prettiest, but you got to find a way to win and just coming together as a whole team and fighting together. Blake Norton, same same question to you as you're walking across that stage in May and you know the silly string's about to go <laughs> off and flip the tassel. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely kind of a sad thought, uh, you know, going away from something you've been – going here since kindergarten Mm -hmm. all of us have and um just growing up around it and just being like oh you know get to play for them one Mm -hmm. day uh seeing it coming to an end is kind of sad but you know obviously we're not done yet Mm -hmm. and um it's going to be hard to walk away um i really enjoy the time here i think all of us have and um you know winning we we just want the regional we want sectional Mm -hmm. i think that's going to be the best way to go out on top for basketball you know i'm not sure blake hats we're trying to get him to compete in college for uh baseball you know i'm playing baseball garrett's obviously i think playing football and um you know i we all have potential to compete at the next level but Mm um just playing in high schoolers you know it's something you looked up Mm -hmm. when you're in junior high and it's just you got to take in every moment so Garrett, for you, after you've uh, recovered from your sunburn, maybe, at state track. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely some good memories from it, you know. And I think our main goal this year was definitely go get a regional. Like, when we didn't win any of the championship games that we've had, mm-hmm. it, it's like, oh, we lost. But there's more to look forward to than just those two things. Like, mm-hmm. postseason's way more important, you know. It's something you really look forward to the whole year because everything you do is really just building up to that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I, it's been really fun. So it's going to be something that we can look back on and be like, wow, we had a good year and it was really fun. So, Best of luck as you guys uh, move towards the postseason. Appreciate you guys taking some time with us here on a Thursday morning in Catlin as it's we record snow, this. It's, there's snow on the ground, Garrett, but I'm just going to be thinking ahead to four or five months from now. Just please wear sunscreen. Right? <laughs> I will. I'd I'll really, definitely take that into account. I'd really like <laughs> not to see photos of you from the state track meet after winning the third state title looking like you need to go to the hospital. Yeah, so. it was Best of luck. I've hammered that home enough. I think so. Well, no, he was uh, he was looking pretty red after the after the state uh, finals. So, uh, best of luck, Garrett. Then uh, down the rest of the season as and as you look to to get back to Charleston, Blake Norton here with us as well, and Blake Hetzmanberger, head coach Andrew Johnson, with us as well. This has been. <clears throat> As I clear my throat, an episode <laughs> of Extra Prep and Catlin. We'll take a quick break and come back for more. Stay with us. For an unprecedented seven years in a row, the News Gazette has been named the state's best newspaper. Nobody covers all the area communities like News Gazette, our county section. Adding a News Gazette subscription is easy. For less than $1 per day, no other media outlet gives you award-winning, in-depth coverage of local news and sports. Please go to news-gazette.com and click on the word subscribe in the banner. Order a News Gazette print subscription today. Welcome back to Extra Prep. Again, a big thank you to Salt Fork High School. Not only Brian Russell and Andrew Johnson, the girls and boys head coaches, but also to Dustin Dees, the athletic director, who did a great job helping us put that together. Mm-hmm. They were very accommodating at Salt Fork. We uh, we appreciate their help and enjoyed the chance to cover them this week, shine a spotlight on what they're doing. Yeah, looking forward to our next trip out to Storm Country out there as so they've got plastered on the side hey it's cool it's small town pride and and they've got a such a salt fork for years and even decades it's kind of before they became one high school before catlin high school and jamaica high school became salt fork high school which is in catlin they were kind of the benchmark for area 
uh, co-ops because they were able to kind of meld both high schools successfully and, and had standout athletic teams, mm-hmm. whether it was in football. I mean, boys basketball won a state title uh, about 12, 13 years ago now. Uh, softball, baseball has always been successful. Girls track and field, boys track and field. I mean, you name it, you put a Salt Fork athletic program together – they're going to have a chance to be competitive, and, and that's still the case this day. And I don't see that going away anytime soon. They've got, they've got, they've also got signs outside the school that say, uh, "I saw one that said small school, big heart, big tradition." Mm-hmm. And it's the old Catlin High School. They've got a essentially a brand new gym. The old building mm-hmm. was renovated and, and whatnot. But I know they put a lot into that this. Uh, all this, all, I say off season this <laughs> summer, <laughs> which I guess is the off season, yeah. and, and nice to see that they've had uh, some fun using that that new facility. But as we leave Catlin, we'll we'll come back soon um, and go to other towns in the area. A lot of big games this weekend, January twenty seventh and twenty eighth, as we record this. Let's start with a Great Illini Prairie Conference battle. That'll be Monticello at St. Joseph Ogden Boys on Friday the 27th. Yeah, it's going to be a curious, uh, curious game. Uh, Monticello likes to, to slow the pace down quite a bit if, if they need to, and uh, I'm sure for St. Joseph Ogden and, and Kyle Duvall, his program is, is looking for a better showing than they had last year when those two teams met at the Seaver Center in, in Monticello. The Sages, obviously a completely new team off of last year's team that finished second in state in Class 2A, but they really shut down Ty Pence and, and the rest of the St. Joseph Ogden offense uh, last, last January. Uh, now the game's back in St. Joe this season, and uh, the Spartans are are pretty are rolling, pretty, rolling pretty well right now. 17-4, and four, had a convincing Tuesday night win at St. Thomas More, 59-28. Uh, Monticello's playing better uh, than they were the first month or so of the season. I like to think it's because we visited there right before the holiday hoopla, Joey. <laughs> of recorded this podcast yep. with, with Kevin Roy, Will Ross, and, and Drew Shepard with the Sages basketball program. But it, it should be a really good game uh, come Friday night and uh, eager to kind of see how it all plays out. And uh, Ty Pence will, will get his points. But I think the key for St. Joe, too, is not only for Pence to have his usual dominant scoring game, which he has become accustomed to and is on the cusp of becoming the school's all-time leading scorer. I believe he's 52, 53 points away from from breaking Brandon Trimble's record of 2,115 career points. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's getting other key players in, in place. It's, it's having Logan Smith, their junior point guard, having a good game. It's Tanner Jacob, a junior guard, making some outside shots. Coy Taylor uh, as well. And Monticello, Drew Shepard has, has emerged kind of as a steady scoring option. Trey Welter, a really good shooter. And Monticello's already played in St. Joe's gym Earlier this season when the Christie Clinic shootout was there, uh, the first Saturday in, in January, and they had a shot clock for that game. So it was Monticello's ever, first ever game with a shot clock, which Kevin Roy didn't vehemently oppose. They actually thrived in that setting. Now there's not going to be a shot clock Friday night when those two teams play in this Illini Prairie uh, regular season game. But Monticello, I, I want to say they made 18, 16, 18 three-pointers. <laughs> it was a program record. Um, there and, and Trey Welter lit up the nets at St. Joe's, so there's some familiarity already built yep. into that environment and that setting. So it should just even, it, it should add even more to what should be a competitive, entertaining game on on Friday night. Should be a great game, and you know Monticello, they've cranked it up. It, it might uh, probably is uh, unfair to compare them to last year's team still that finished second in the, mm-hmm. the IHSA's two A class. But if I had to give a bold prediction, I I, I think the Illini Prairie Conference is going to have a team. If not at the State Farm Center, at least playing in in, the, in a super sectional. Yeah, I mean, you, you, make it. you've got uh, Prairie Central, which is uh, is third in, in the most recent Class Two A uh, AP poll that came out on Wednesday afternoon. Uh, SJO is seventh in that poll. Bloomington Central Catholic is mm-hmm. highly competitive too. You've got a, a junior sharp sharpshooter in Cole Serta, who recently just picked up an offer. From Illinois, after Brad Underwood and Jeff Alexander saw one of his games in in person earlier in January, uh, St. Thomas More. I know they had a bad loss to St. Joe this past Tuesday night, but Brandon Martin and his Sabers can get after it and and have put up some really good performances uh, at times this season. Unity as well. Unity's got a big test on Friday night. They got to make the drive to Fairbury to play Prairie Central and in, in the Hawks' home gym there, and, and that can be quite a, a raucous atmosphere when Prairie Central fans come out in full force and 
Unity's they've had a very difficult schedule at times this year. They've played some really, really challenging small school teams, and they've held their own. They haven't come out with a win all the time necessarily, but uh, they were really rolling kind of mid-January, so I think rattled off four or five straight wins uh, before losing to Mount Zion the other night. Matt Reed likes to get after it defensively. They've got a veteran group of, of players there with the Rockets. Henry Thomas is only a junior, but he's been there for some time. Will Cowan, a senior, Austin Langendorf, those two guys obviously had success in football as well, and that carries over to the basketball quarters as well. So I, they're not going to be intimidated by Prairie Central. It's just a matter of if their offense can can click and if they can keep up with Prairie Central because the Hawks can can really score in bunches if they have to, and they, Ed Joey, as you know, they are a very good team defensively as well. Matt Reed's got that Rockets defense gelling right now they're playing good basketball so too is centennial and their opponent on friday night they'll host richwoods also playing good basketball richwoods in fact played a five overtime game on tuesday night with peoria so if they've got any energy left uh, they'll they'll bring it down i-74 that's a peoria team that's been getting some some buzz in in the 3a class i know in the ap polls uh, the Knights have been mm. uh, have been they've had a favorable season so far. Yeah, and, and Centennial uh, has had the whole week to prepare for for Friday night's game uh, against Richwoods. I know they play again uh, Saturday uh, in the shootout uh, as well. But uh, coming off a tough loss to Kankakee uh, last Friday night uh, at Coleman Caradine Gymnasium and. Centennial still got to run through the gauntlet of Peoria schools in, in the Big 12, along with two games against Champaign Central in in February. And uh, like we mentioned, or like we talked with Tim Lavin on a recent podcast here, uh, Centennial's got to kind of figure out its offense. Their, their defense really can never take a night off. Uh, their offense has struggled at, at times this season. That's why they're only 11 and 10 right now on, on the season, but if uh, they can get a home win uh, against a quality Peoria Richwood seems, you'd have to think that would give them some confidence as the, the calendar starts to get near uh, February and uh, postseason time is right around the corner, Joey. That'll be one to keep an eye on, Chargers and Knights. And looking at Saturday's slate, let's go to the girls' side on January 28th, the Illini Prairie Sangamo shootout at Monticello. It'll be Rand. Just run through the matchups mm-hmm. real quick. Got Rantoul and Riverton, Monticello and Auburn, Paxton, Buckley, Loda, and Maroa Forsyth, St. Joseph Ogden and New Berlin, Unity and Olympia, St. Thomas More and Athens, and Prairie Central and Pleasant Plains. A couple of good girls' battles on Saturday. Yeah, it's a, a good chance for, for two conferences who have similar makeups as, as far as uh, their enrollment and uh, their, their styles of play. And you could basically take the Atlanta Prairie Conference and move it over to the Sangamo Conference, conference uh, kind of originating out of Springfield, or, and take the Sangamo Conference and move it over here. They're going to get kind of the same, same quality of, of teams and Good for Monticello to be able to host an, an all-day event over there. They've got beautiful facilities at the Seaver Center and at Miller Gym there as well, so they can use both those gyms. And then the following Saturday, February 4th, the boys have a, a Line Prairie Sangamo shootout as well. That's going to be over in Williamsville, and so a little outside of our our area here. But uh, just a good slate of games and uh, a chance for teams to, to play some quality non-conference games this late in the season and kind of see where they stack up. And uh, a lot of these teams, too, may see each other if they have uh, visions of a, a deep postseason run at the sectional level or even possible super sectionals as well. And hard to believe, too, Joey, that the uh, postseason is, is fast approaching. Uh, you get through the the start of the basketball season as you kind of finish off football and get into the swing of things with basketball tipping off. And then uh, you got the holiday tournaments is kind of a, a high point, too, in everyone's calendar. And then you kind of get through – you kind of slog through January at times and, and see where teams are at. And then before, lo and hold, before you know it, the, the postseason arrives in, in February. Girls basketball seeds come out next Thursday. Pairings come out next Friday, February 3rd. And then the following uh, week in February, February 8th, the boys basketball seeds come out before the boys pairings uh, come out Friday, February 9th. And then we've got, this is also too, the final weekend of, of high school wrestling action going on. Uh, you've got postseason right around the corner for that as well. Regionals get going February 4th, followed by sectionals on, on February 10th and 11th. And then, uh, be flow and hold three days of, of state wrestling at, at State Farm Center. And, uh, one final note too, before we wrap up the podcast, I know you had a story in Wednesday's paper, Joey, about the Twin City swim meet, Champagne Central, uh, won that meet at That's Unit right. 4 pool, uh, knocked off Centennial Urbana and St. Thomas Moore and, 
the Maroons uh, were pretty dominant too. Won most of of the events that uh, were contested mm-hmm. at uh, at Unit Four, and I know you had the chance to catch up with uh, with Dave Young at, at Central and Michelle Zimmerman, Urbana's coach as well. Just what were some of their takeaways from a meet that is always kind of circled on the calendar on on the area boys uh, swimming and diving scene? Yeah, and, and Dave Young uh, was pretty happy afterwards. <laughs> I, I think they won eight individual. Uh, mm-hmm. They did win eight of the individual. Uh, Races that were contested, Urbana picked up the other one. And, and mm-hmm. Dave Young, you know, he, he, he's he got some young swimmers. He's got some freshmen. Garen Barker's a freshman, mm-hmm. and he's got some guys that are kind of acclimating to swimming at the varsity level. But, you know, swimming, maybe more than any other sport, you, you put such an emphasis on the back half of the year mm-hmm. and ramping up, trying to, you know, peak at the right time. And Taper and, is the word I believe they use. Taper. I still don't know what that is. Taper but I've, up? Usually, yeah. well... Yeah, because you taper. Usually when I think, <laughs> I think like tapering down, but I guess you could taper I'm not entirely sure. Ramp. That's, that's the I term. would call it ramping That's up, the term they've yes. always <laughs> used in, in when I've talked to swimmers and swim coaches over the years, and I'm still to this day trying to figure out exactly what they mean by taper, but it's all in an effort to peak uh, at the postseason with the sectional meet and then the eventual state meet as well. Yeah, save your energy. I don't, don't In essence, don't go too hard mm-hmm. in the paint. You know, in December and January, save it for February. But in essence, Dave Young likes where his team's at. You know, he likes that they're, uh, you know, they, they're setting PRs. They're doing what they need to do, and um, you know, picking up eight. You know, mm-hmm. four team events. Um, you know, it's not like it was a, a 15, 16 mm-hmm. team meet like we see sometimes. But still, anytime you can come out and win uh, eight events, and they picked up a relay as well. Pretty any, good night for the Maroons. Yeah, anytime, uh, any swimmers of any on any high school team i always give them kudos because they're doing things that i cannot do no, I, couldn't. I, I, I could not swim competitively i cannot stay in a lane i cannot hold my breath for as long as i need to and uh if you haven't been to a high school swim meet give it a chance it's it's yeah. a really cool environment uh unit four pool there is a very intense atmosphere uh and also too the swimming community is such a tight-knit community as well a lot of these uh, athletes both on Central, Centennial, Urbana, things like that. They do compete against each other uh, like they did Tuesday night at the Twin City meet, but they're they're close off, close out of the pool as well because, it, again, it's such a, a tight-knit community there and uh, eager to see what Central, Centennial, Urbana, and the other schools uh, can do come February when uh, the postseason action really heats up. I was typing out my story, and I, I made a mistake that I caught and, and fixed, but I uh, someone's win was, call it, 56.4. 14 seconds. Mm-hmm. I, put, I put a colon instead of a period. <laughs> that would have been 56 minutes. That's more like it. Yeah. That's what you and I would do, <laughs> that's, Joey. That's right. <laughs> I can swim, but not, not fast. So exactly. that's, like, yeah, that's, that's more accurate. But uh, congratulations to Central on a big win, and we'll see what they can do moving forward. Best of luck to them. And one more congratulations to Salt Fork. Uh, girls and boys basketball uh, in a good place right now. Girls basketball winning last week's Vermilion County Tournament. Boys basketball finished second. And they've only lost twice this season, so 20-2. and two. We'll see what the Storm can do down the stretch. That'll do it for this episode of Extra Prep. Joey Wright with sports editor Matt Daniels. Big thank you to Salt Fork Athletic Director Dustin Dees and coaches Brian Russell and Andrew Johnson. Plenty more available online at newsgazette.com and in print. Have a great day.